my, my mom could only be my mom. Mothers take care of their, their kids. Mothers, mothers, the job of a mother is to protect. I wanted to be somebody. The, the job of a mother is to protect the kid. Okay, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna be famous one day. The mother says, don't talk to strangers. I wanna talk to everybody. I watch my dad talk to everybody. I wanna have friends all over the world. My mom's like, no, 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 no. Don't get too much attention. Too much attention could get us in trouble. I wanted to be famous. Be satisfied with what you have, Grant. I'm like, no, no, I wanna be a star. I wanna be rich, mom. I'm gonna be rich one day. See, when you're, when you're 10 years old, 15 years old, you're taking in information. I'm, I'm watching James Bond. I'm like, that's the guy I wanna be. I'm watching the gangster. He's got control. That's the guy I wanna be. And, and in our society, you can't tell people you wanna be James Bond. You can't tell people you wanna be rich. You can't tell people you wanna be the next Bono. You can't tell people you wanna be, you want your face on the side of a bus or on a billboard. Cause they're like, what are you talking about, man? Be happy that you have good health. Be happy that your, your family loves you. I have two beautiful kids today, two beautiful kids and a wife, okay? And my wife understands that I would not be satisfied with just a great marriage and two beautiful kids. You can't tell people that. Someone will hear me say that and say, dude, be grateful for what you have. You have health, good health. You're not using drugs today. You got a beautiful wife and two beautiful kids. It's not enough for me. It has never been enough for me. In our society, we cannot tell people, I want more. I've always wanted 10 times more. And I want you to have 10 times more because what's going to happen is some of what you have is going to be taken away from you. This planet, the planet we live on, takes things from people. Things go away. Cycles end. Money moves. Okay? Health leaves you. Age happens. Things change. I, I watch entire industries get destroyed. The great companies have a life of about 50 or 60 years. They go away. That lifespan might start changing to 20 or 30 years or 10 years. Entire industries. Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of Keep the Change Money Mail. Week number 67, I think. It's bad that I never know what week we're up to, are we? But I tell you one thing, we're still in lockdown and that means that you've just listened to the week number 68 You've just listened to a, another video that I've got saved into my bank of content that I enjoy tuning into and challenging my own thinking and being inspired by other people from all around the world. And that is a man called Grant Cardone. Um, and he's got a pretty phenomenal story. You could uh, give him a Google if, you, if you're interested. A thousand, probably a million videos online one of those types of people, um, but has some very interesting thoughts and ways to, to look at the world. And I think that one there really reminds me of New Zealand and how if you if you set sort of two bigger goals, one, you don't really tell your friends because you're worried um, what they're going to say. And then we live in that tall poppy type scenario where if we do want to achieve great things, people are like, oh, fuck, who do you think you are? And he just sums it up really, really well in that video. So I think uh, the title of the video is The Biggest Problem in Society Today. So if you do want to check that out, then you can go and do that on YouTube. And this week, we're going to be talking about purchasing vehicles for the first time. I had a few messages on Instagram about this topic and I'd actually written a completely different email for this week but after seeing the interest in the topic when I put a poll on Instagram I thought right oh we'll start writing 
and it's quite a lengthy one. So let's get started and have a look. The title was, So You Want to Buy a Car. Us Kiwis love cars. I live by the port and watch them get unloaded off of boats, they get loaded onto trucks, and they head all around the country. This is literally happening like 24-7 down at this port uh, that I look out to. I get it. I've had a few over the years myself too. Usually, I've not paid for those up front either. I've used finance to buy them. Debt allows us to have something sooner than perhaps we should. Many of us use debt to get into a new vehicle. We get the new vehicle and we repay it over a term of three or maybe five years. The thing to watch out for is when you're buying a vehicle, you're usually in an emotional state. I love this car. Oh, this car's my favourite. OMG, this thing is going to look sick on Instagram. These are all signs that you're buying with emotion and not being rational. What's the problem with that? Well, it's only a problem if you don't know what you're getting yourself into. When the car dealer pushes the papers in front of you to sign, you are thinking, well, what's the monthly or weekly payment and can I afford it? If it's a yes, you're signing the docs on the spot, getting your ass in that whip and getting out of there ASAP. You're not thinking about the interest rate, the loan fees, the hidden charges, the insurance costs, or even the terms of the loan. Recently I was reviewing a car loan with a client, and they didn't know what the length of the loan was or what the interest rate was. This is very common. People just think about the payment coming out of their bank account. That's often how we rationalise spending is, okay, what's it going to cost me week to week? That's why buy now, pay later type setups have become so popular because they break down an expensive item into an amount that you can justify or afford in your head over a longer time period. The loan for this client was set up over a five-year term and had an interest rate of 9.95%. For this client, they actually have the money to buy the car outright, but they did what they thought was the thing to do, borrow money to pay for the car. The contract also ensures that if they repay the loan early, they'll be charged a fee in the form of percentage of the interest they would have paid if they stuck to the loan terms. So what that means is if they rolled up tomorrow and said, hey, I want to pay off this loan in full, they'd be able to do that, but they'd still actually be charged a portion of the future interest as a fee effectively to exit the contract and pay it out early. This client has money in their bank account earning no interest, so that's interest income but they are paying 9.95% on a vehicle they didn't even really need a loan for. The total interest and charges for the loan add up to over 25% of the amounts to finance. So they're paying for the vehicle and they're paying for it like 1.25 times effectively by adding on the charges the uh, and the interest as well. The challenge for this client, this is a little bit extra for experts, the challenge for this client is to use the spare cash that they have sitting in their bank account to generate a return of 9.95% or greater. Fortunately, they'll be able to do this through their business. So often people will take, uh, why finance can be popular is they want to hold on to the money that they do have access to and use that to get a return. So you might say, right, I'm going to borrow for this vehicle at 9.95% and then I'm going to smack the 20 grand that I do have sitting in my bank account that I could use to purchase this car. I'm going to put it into shares and hopefully that goes up 30% and at the end of the year I'm going to pull that out and my 20 grand is now worth 26 and I, I now have my 26 grand rather than 20 and I've been paying off my uh, loan along the way and then I'm going to make some voluntary bigger payments with the 6 grand 
that I've made from my share investment. So that's how some people think about using money wisely or putting it to work for them. Of course, that only really works if you know what you're doing, so you have to be very careful with something like that. But often business owners can recycle cash back through their business if they have a a cash-generating business, and it's better to be invested into their business than into things like cars. But that's a little bit, like I say, extra for experts, but hopefully that introduces you to a level of thinking about using cash effectively. Not everyone is in this position, of course, and or the position of having spare cash to buy a vehicle. So a loan may be necessary. Before you go and finance something like a vehicle, understand your cash situation. How much of a deposit can you pay? What regular repayments can you afford to make? Can you pay off lump sum amounts if you come into some money? Ask the dealer, what is the total cost of this loan over the lifetime of the loan? What that's doing is it's getting the dealer to show you what the true cost of that loan is. So they're not saying, okay, you're going to borrow 20000 No, no, you're going to be told what the total cost of that loan is over the three years, over the four years, over the five years. By the time they add on the charges, the interest, and so they'll say, well, it's actually $28,713 or, or whatever it is. But you want to know that because you want to know what you're really getting yourself in for. And how much you can pay in terms of a deposit and how much you can pay regularly, whether that's weekly, fortnightly or monthly, that's going to change the total cost of the loan over time as well. So if you pay a loan weekly, for instance, you're going to actually pay it off faster than if you were to pay it off monthly. And why that is, is you're decreasing the total value of the loan faster by making more regular payments than if you were paying monthly. So there's less interest accruing and there can be a small balance, a small, a small difference between those um, frequencies of payments. So check that out as well. Now before you accept second tier finance through the dealership, at least speak to your bank and find out if they have specific asset finance for a vehicle. It might turn out to be a whole lot cheaper than the rate you're going to be paying. Perhaps consider asking a friend or family member for a loan too. There is a lot of cash in the system, as we've previously discussed. They might give you a cheaper rate. Very common for parents to suggest, hey, you know, we'll finance this thing for you, and that may be a vehicle or a large item, because they don't want to see you paying 9 or 19% in interest. So never be too brave to ask your circle of people you can trust whether they might provide that solution for you. And you'd be surprised if you put something on your social or your Facebook, for instance, and said, hey, I'm going to buy a vehicle and it's X amount. Is Does anyone, anybody want to make some interest income by um, writing me a loan? There'll be the odd person in your circle that will be like, oh, mean, I can make 5% interest here. And in a time where interest rates are so low, then there will be someone amongst your audience who will think okay maybe just maybe I want to put this money up and lend it to them of course that's got some risk attached to it for the person lending you the money are you going to be able to pay them back and those types of things Um, but you know there's more than one way to skin a cat so don't just do what everybody does think differently some people prefer to borrow money against their house to buy a vehicle i.e extend their mortgage we've all heard that saying oh I just extended the mortgage This can often mean borrowing at a cheaper rate, but be careful doing this 
is if you're borrowing uh, borrowing for a vehicle over a 30-year period, you might end up paying a lot more for the vehicle than you realise. The trap that people can fall into is they'll extend a mortgage, which they can borrow against their property to buy a car, to buy a deck, to buy something, to go on a holiday, and it increases their mortgage and the debt they have by, say, let's say 30 grand. But they go, oh, well, that's all good. It's only going to be an extra $18 a week that we need to pay towards our mortgage now, and we can have that $30,000 car, and that's over the next 30 years. Well, you're effectively financing that vehicle over a massively long term, the same term as the house. That's not a smart thing to do. The banks, I'd imagine these days, would sort of warn you of that and try and keep you away from that. But just be mindful of that because it used to happen. It probably can still happen and you don't want to fall into that trap. So if you're going to go down that route and that's the route of extending your mortgage, then ask your bank if you can increase your mortgage repayments to clear the car debt that you're taking on. We're trying to get out of debt here, not to get further in it. So you're going to suggest to the bank, hey, can I please increase my mortgage repayments if they're going to spread it out over a long term? Now, with our business clients at Next Advisory, we often suggest taking out debt over the time you expect to have the asset. For instance, if you're buying a vehicle, that might be a three-year loan before you get sick of that car and upgrade or change vehicles. So we talk about matching debt with the useful life of the vehicle because you're not going to want to be paying back debt on something that you don't even use anymore. That's the worst form of debt to have is a debt that you begrudge paying back because you're like, I don't even have that vehicle anymore and I'm still paying it off. So don't take out a 10-year loan on a vehicle that you're only going to have for three years, um, that sort of thing. So something for uh, people to think about is matching debt with the term of the useful life of the asset, whatever that be. Remember too that there are always fees and random charges involved when taking out a car loan. Let's look at a couple of examples. Example number one, you borrow 30 grand for a vehicle at 9.95% and pay the car off over five years, so that's a 60-month term, 512s. The total cost of the car is $38,200 and you're repaying 1.27 times the amount that you've borrowed. If you've paid this if you pay this off over three years instead, the total cost would be 34823 So you're saving yourself a few grand there just by changing it from five years down to three years. Example two, you, you borrow the same 30 grand for a vehicle, but it's at 4.95% and you pay it off over f- uh, five years, which is 60 months. The total cost is now 33927 and you're paying this 1.3 times the amount that you've borrowed. So you can see that that 5% difference in interest has a massive impact on the amount, the total amount that you end up paying back. Now if you paid this same $30,000 that's borrowed at 4.95%, if you paid this off over three years, the total cost would be $32,344. So it's costing you $2,344 to use somebody else's money for three years to buy or to uh, their, to use their $30,000. You can see how much of a difference interest rates and repayment periods have on the total you actually pay for the vehicle. Well, here's the scary thing. A lot of times, people take car finance out close to 19.95%. Imagine this, $30,000 at 19.95% over 60 months. Well, that's going to cost you $47,639 or 1.59 times the total borrowing. 
I've already had somebody email me back to say, wow, this has been an eye-opener. I finance a lot of vehicles over my life and they are looking at rates between 14.95 and 19.95%. So you are getting crushed uh, by that level of interest. Both of these examples also ignore the setup fees and charges that loans add on to the true cost of a vehicle. Remember that you're effectively financing these costs over the term of the loan too, because you don't pay them up front, they add them to the loan. So what they say is they say, hey, we need to do a, a search to make sure that nobody else owns this vehicle. Hey, you might want to put this insurance on. Um, there's some loan application fees that we need to be paid and lodged. And instead of you paying for those up front, they finance those same things over the course of the term of the loan. So whether it be three years or five years, so you're paying it back over the next five years instead of actually just paying it off up front when you're actually incurring the charge. So it's a little bit of a something to, to look out for because those fees are then becoming more expensive by the fact that you're then paying further interest on them as well. Now I think we can go even deeper into this topic, but we're nearly at 20 minutes already. For now that should really just get you thinking. So before blindly signing up for a car loan, have someone you trust review it and explain it to you. A reminder that you can read all of the earlier lessons at the Keep the Change blog. So we'll just set that up. So all of the prior lessons are now at keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog. And you can go and read all 68 episodes, uh, lessons so far. And they'll go up there. They're obviously here in the audio format that you're listening to as well. Just giving people greater access to uh, read this content. So feel free to share it with family, friends, whoever that you think could benefit from reading this or listening to it as well. All right, be good out there, Luke. P.S. You are one of 4,473 recipients. We are closing in on 4,500 readers. Did you know, in 2020, the most popular vehicle was the Ford Ranger, then the Toyota Hilux, then the Toyota RAV4, then the Mitsubishi Triton. That's a huge as well. Based on That's on based on registration of new vehicles. And living by this port, literally right now there is a car ferry coming in, and it's probably got a shitload of Ford Rangers on it. Just about guarantee it. Uh, but I saw a heap of them getting dropped off earlier too, to be fair, so it might be something else. But so many SUVs and Kiwis seem to love them. Um, but they are, they, they are just constantly streaming into the country and people can't seem to get enough of new vehicles. Right, I am sure that that's got you thinking. Uh, no doubt at some stage you have or you will look to finance a vehicle and... I hope that that has been enough content to get you thinking, okay, how do I need to approach this situation when you go to do it, rather than just blindly rolling up and signing whatever gets put in front of you and go, yeah, I can afford the $158 a month or whatever the repayment is. This is going to help you save a bit of money or just keep yourself out of a situation that you don't need to be in. Right, I hope you are all doing well in lockdown for those of you who are still in lockdown, uh, the Aucklanders of us, and back to level three for the rest of the country. Keep looking after yourselves and we'll finish with the remainder of the video that we're listening to from Grant Cardone on the way in. All right, see you next week. People underestimate what it takes to be successful, what it takes to take care of their family. See, this is what I learned when I was 10 years old. My dad worked every day to take care of his family. Good family, middle-class family. Had a house, had the food, had a little bit of life insurance money. It wasn't enough. If it was enough, why did my mom have to sell the dream house the next day? 
Why was my, why was my mom, why was my mom terrified when she should have been having grief? She couldn't. She was instilled with fear. How am I going to take care of five kids? How am I going to put five kids through school? This is what our culture is dealing with today. People that are scared. 76% of all Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Why? Because they didn't think about, I need to multiply everything I think I need 10 times.